hey, it's the Donald Trump arrest preview spectacular. And the big question, is this going to somehow help him or is this going to doom the Republican Party? I'm Matt Robeson. We're on Beyond Politics, wherever you get your podcasts and on the Blue Amp channel on YouTube. I joined legendary West Virginia radio broadcaster Howard Monroe on his show to talk about that big question. For our podcast listeners, what you're about to get is just a regular old podcast. For our YouTube viewers, YouTube has started to make it a lot easier. If you like to get your podcasts on YouTube and on video, you're going to be able to do that. And you're especially going to be able to do that through the YouTube music player. And that's really awesome. But of course, we don't have video of this appearance on the radio show. So you're going to get more of a still frame presentation of the rest of this conversation. Here's Howard Monroe and the big question of what this is all going to mean. And here's a hint. It ain't good for Trump and the Republicans. Right now, I want to talk about whether Donald Trump's going to be arrested tomorrow or not. Personally, I think at some point he's going to be indicted, but I don't know if he's going to be arrested tomorrow or not. My friend Matt Robeson is a former congressional staffer, former campaign consultant. He is a podcaster, blogger, broadcaster, and writer. And he's here with us this morning to talk about it. Matt, good morning. So is Trump going to get arrested tomorrow? I can't say for sure that it's going to be tomorrow. I do have one firm prediction, which is that Donald Trump will be arrested or indicted on a national holiday in the U.S. And you know why I'm sure about that. Because any day that Trump is arrested or indicted will become a national holiday in the U.S. Years from now, they'll celebrate Indictment Day. Kids, gather around and let Grandpa Matt tell you about the days. We, yes, I, here's hoping. I, I don't know. I, Donald Trump seems to have this prediction that it's going to be Tuesday out of his you-know-what. It's a lot of – this is a classic – communications move, right? You try to get out ahead of something, you try to step on it. It's going to happen this day, and it just it diffuses it a little bit because it seems like old news, but it does seem likely that it's coming soon. He is referring to the Manhattan District Attorney who is looking into the Stormy Daniels hush money, and that is where he thinks the indictment or the arrest is likely to come. It, it, it could. I think that's, as you said, I think that there are multiple potential indictments of Donald Trump, and I think that at least one, if not all of them, will eventually stick. I just don't know. Two things strike me. Number one, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. Number two, Matt, I'm not sure that this particular case is the best case to take Donald Trump to court on, only because hush money payments, people, it happens. I'm just not sure it's going to garner the anger of America the way I think indictments and other things would. Yeah, let's make two points clear to all of your listeners. One, I think that it was very intentional when Donald Trump talked about him getting arrested. That's the kind of inflammatory phrasing that he applied to the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. This is not like people with battering rams showing up and, hold up your hands, Donald. It's already been reported. They're in contact with this attorney. This would be a staged, managed thing where he would be indicted and he would go and make an appearance in court. This is, we're not talking about, I think it's a very interesting question. And point number two about the issue you're raising of, if you come with something that is weaker than full strength, and we saw this in the first Donald Trump impeachment, this was the concern at the time. I am on record. I wrote about this at the time. I was opposed to impeaching Donald Trump because I thought we were coming with weak sauce. And what happened when you 
infect someone with something that's weakened. You give them immunity. That's that we've just you were just talking about lessons learned from the pandemic. Here's one. You can actually give vaccines to people that work. And the idea is, hey, if we indict him and try him for something that's weak, and if we don't convict him or if we convict him on something that nobody ever understands, might that not actually strengthen him politically? Here's the bottom line. Here's the thing to bear in mind. I think it's a wrong supposition. I think it's a I think it's just wrong. The idea that there is an indictment that would happen here that would somehow help him is fundamentally flawed. And I firmly believe that there is no world in which, even if this is a hard to understand over most people's heads kind of legal charge, I think there is no world in which this helps Donald Trump in the long run. In the short run, yeah, in the short run, I think it certainly could. The problem I see with this particular case out of Manhattan is that, and you may know more about this than I do, but my understanding is that the hush money payments really only are a misdemeanor in New York State, and he's bringing under state law, obviously. So they're only a misdemeanor. He's going to try and race to a felony by tying it to campaign contributions, which may be a very good legal tactic. But now it becomes a little more complicated, I think, for the general public to get a handle on. And as I said earlier, I think the idea that he paid money to Stormy Daniels to quiet her from talking, a lot of people are going to say that's not really the kind of thing that we want to send a president to jail for or to handcuffs for or whatever. I certainly wish that, the, like the Mar-a-Lago cases, I think, are a lot stronger. I think there people get classified information, taking documents from the White House and so on. I think he would build there's a stronger case that can be built there. But we shall see. Whether he is or is not indicted slash arrested tomorrow, Matt, there are logistics that are already underway to prepare for that, as I understand it. The Secret Service, the, the law enforcement in Manhattan and so on, they're getting ready in the event it does happen to figure out how do you make it happen? How do you arrest a former president? Trump's attorney has already said on the record that Trump will surrender. This isn't going to be like a Waco, Texas compound. That's a deep cut for people from the 90s. This isn't going to be like a standoff where Donald Trump is in Mar-a-Lago barricaded. He'll never take me out alive. Don't get me. Um, You'll never take yeah, me out alive. I told that hand. Yeah. No, that, n- none of that is going to happen. This is going to be pretty humdrum. He's going to fly to New York, and he's going to go in a limousine. He's going to go and enter a plea to the charges. This is going to be very pedestrian. But look, I think that ultimately, even if this is complicated legal matter of like campaign finance and what are you allowed to claim you're doing with money and all that, let's not forget, Al Capone did not go to prison for murder. Went to prison for tax evasion. Now, the problem for him in the public's mind was that in the course of trying him, or tax evasion, he it brought up, like, where did you get all your money from? It was from all of your dirty dealings. And you can see politically in the statements from even Kevin McCarthy over the weekend that Republicans do not want to talk about this. The first thing that Donald Trump did was he called for protests of his potential, as he called it, arrest. But Kevin McCarthy came out and said, I don't think people should protest this, no. Kevin McCarthy was asked, should Donald Trump run for president if he gets convicted? And McCarthy said, the constitutional right to. He didn't answer the question. I had to dodge this. Believe me, Republicans, I sound like Trump now, believe me. Believe me, Republicans do not want to be talking about this. Because underneath, 
the hard-to-understand money matters and general campaign finance matters and all that is the fact that he had an affair with an adult film star and paid her hush money to keep it quiet while he was running for president. There is just no one wants to talk about that or any of his other horrible acts over the course of a pretty wicked life. Were Trump to be arrested tomorrow, and were he to be a stand in front of the judge in Manhattan, in some ways I suspect he, Trump, will see that as a way for him to make a case. I don't mean a legal case. He'll, we would, I would anticipate he would say things like, I'm a political prisoner, or this is part of the weaponization of the Justice Department. He'll, it will actually give him a forum to make a point that he wants to make. And I'm nervous about these protests. In the event that he were to be arrested tomorrow, and again, I think he will be arrested someday, I'm very worried about what his core followers are likely to do, and I don't think I'm out of hand in thinking that because I can remember something called, oh, I don't know, the insurrection. You're right to be suspicious, and you're not the only one. The Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, has already put out statements and communicated with the 1,600 or so people who work in that office, there, there is clearly some thought going into this. Now, what I think worries me is the idea that sometimes we all say, we almost don't want to say it out loud because we're, we have this superstition of manifesting something bad just by talking about it, right? Like, it was not a novel idea in the run-up to January 6th that there might be bad things, that there might be skullduggery, that there might even be violence. As a matter of fact, I had a professor on my show who wrote a book called Will He Go? You know who he is in that sense, right? And yep. he envisioned, he wrote a, about these kinds of scenarios. There were war games exercises with experts who outlined, hey, here's what might happen. So the idea that something really bad might happen was already in the water before January 6th. And now you're bringing up the idea of, you know, this could actually be really bad. Like, protests could turn violent. We could see some really bad things happen. I think you're right to be worried about that. And I also think we're right to question whether law enforcement is coordinating, taking it seriously, really setting up all of the measures that they should be. I just, I don't want to be back on your show in a few weeks talking about why didn't they do more head this off. I really hope that this conversation that we're having is being had by law enforcement and intelligence professionals right now who are putting firm plans in place. Because I just, we've seen that this can go really badly when it comes to Trump support. There has been some talk, and I wouldn't be totally surprised. You mentioned that he would go to fly to New York and take a limo down to the courthouse and so on. There has been some talk that he might be able to make a video arraignment from Mar-a-Lago. I wouldn't be totally surprised to see a judge okay that. Simply that would tamp down the possibility of protests. I'm not saying that's right. going to happen, but I could see that occurring. Again, it, it's not unusual to have use video arraignments. We use it here in the Upper Ohio Valley. That's a possibility, and it, it would then keep the physicalness of him going into a courtroom and standing in front of a judge and a street full of people outside away from him. So I, I would not be surprised if that request comes. 
that a judge may not accede to it and say, yes, you can do it that way. Because here's what's not going to happen. Trump is arrested tomorrow, and I'm not sure that it is, but if Trump is arrested tomorrow and he goes to an arraignment, he's not going to go to jail. They're not going to send him off to jail. He's going to be released on his own recognizance. There isn't any question about that. So maybe avoid the potential of protest this time at least by letting him make a video a video appearance. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, that seems really smart to me. I could definitely see that. And we have all of the evidence we need in terms of January 6th about when you bring people together physically, when they're like a physical rallying point, things you can't control what's going to happen, even if you have the best planning and the best intention. So, yeah, I think that's really smart. We should. I tell you what. I need. To, can you hang around for a while? I always have, hate to ask you to do that, but I, I need to take a break and get some news in here. A couple things I want to talk about. There are other indictments that are also likely. Some of which I think are much more serious. He's not in just. This is not just a one-time shot. He's got a bunch of things floating around out there. How does it impact the presidential campaign if any of these things turn out to be true? The indictments turn out to be true. And the biggest question of them all, Matt. I think we got to talk about it at some point. Is America ready for a former president to be indicted, arrested, and maybe convicted? Is America ready to see that happen? That's never happened before. We'll talk about that, so stick around. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking about what might happen tomorrow. Will Donald Trump be arrested? The former president and now presidential candidate, again, has said he expects to be arrested tomorrow. Now, his legal team, if I remember correctly, has said they have not received any notification of that, but there's been some communication with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, so we'll see We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Matt Robinson is with me, Matt, a former congressional consultant, a congressional staffer, campaign consultant, a podcaster, blogger, writer, and broadcaster as we talk about this. Matt, the thing is, this Manhattan district attorney is not the only case that's sitting out there that seems to be getting closer and closer to resolution against Donald Trump. That's right. The hottest ones, I would say, are the classified documents case at Mar-a-Lago, where there continue to be developments in that. Just last week on Friday, a federal judge ordered Donald Trump's attorney to give additional testimony. And there's been that seen as... They're digging in further, and it's not, I don't want to say unprecedented, but it's unusual. It's a step that signals that there are some real concerns here for the Trump side. There's also the defamation suit from E. Jean Carroll, who accuses Donald Trump of raping her in the mid-1990s. And he then essentially said that all of her claims were false, and she, her lawsuit has continued to make forward progress. And we talked earlier about issues that Republicans do not want to talk about. Here is a lawsuit that Republicans absolutely do not want to talk about. It's very hard to say, this is part of a witch hunt. This is, they're all out to get Trump. No one wants to talk about the fact that there are at least 12 documented, credible, substantiated claims of sexual assault that attach to Donald Trump. And this is made, I don't want to say worst, but it's certainly the case that seems to be one of the most severe and has gone the furthest in the legal system. And then 
Let's not forget that Georgia prosecutor Fannie Willis could still seek charges around Donald Trump's attempts to pressure election officials into finding enough votes for him to win in Georgia back in 2020. And it was, I'm old enough to remember back a few weeks ago when that was the big media firestorm because the chairperson of the grand jury was, the foreperson was going around giving media interviews and all of a sudden legal talking heads were on cable saying, oh, she shouldn't do that. It might poison the whole case. The point there being that case has proceeded pretty darn far. And there is a real likelihood, I don't want to get out over my skis on this because we don't know. We don't know what Fannie Willis is going to do. But there's a real likelihood that Trump could face some serious charges there as well. And this is just scratching the surface. There are other cases lingering out there. But, yeah, it is absolutely true that there is a lot of legal peril still outstanding. In that Georgia case, I think just last week, they came across another recording of Trump trying to manipulate the results after the fact in Georgia. I think that's, like you said, I don't want to predict what's going to happen there, but I think there's a pretty powerful case being made there because we've got the tape that he made with the state. Is that what it was? Right afterwards? Help me find these votes. Yes. Yeah, and this new tape, and there's a lot of evidentiary material out there that he he tried to, to manipulate, basically, after the fact, the election. I think that's a... And I, personally, I like that one because it goes to the heart of this whole, of his basic claim that somehow he won the election, was stolen from him. The arrow is pointed right at the heart of that claim there, which I think is, would be good for the country to have that case blown apart. I mean, blown up, but to have that case blow his whole story apart. And I, just to add to that point, I think the bigger strategic problem that Donald Trump faces, that the Republican Party faces, and I don't know how they get around this. I don't know how they solve this is that we know that Donald Trump's tendency, his M.O., is to keep going back and relitigating and relitigating over and over again Mm -hmm. the slights, the imagined slings and arrows being thrown at him, the ways he's been wrong, the way they're all picking on Trump. And And it's happened in 2016 with his ridiculous invented claims that the whole connection between him and Russia was just made up. What happened with that? He claimed that the whole Russia connection was a made-up conspiracy of the Democrats, and he launched a lawsuit about it. And it was so much vapor, it was so frivolous, that a federal judge fined him a million dollars for taking up the court's valuable time with invented falsehoods, which is the nicest possible way I can say this. We know that he continued to relitigate over and over again the election and the big lie and his first impeachment, and his second impeachment, and everyone who has ever dissed him. This is his M.O. And just recently, he's been trying to turn the page. He came out on a video announcement with his idea for 10 new cities that I've affectionately called Trumpistans. He wants to create Trump <laughs> And you know what? I have to give him a little bit of a golf clap. This is the least bad policy idea Donald Trump has ever had. It's actually not that offensive to me, this idea of, you know what, maybe we should, the federal government should invest in some new cities that are hubs of innovation and economic growth. Okay, I'm not going to throw up all over that idea. He's trying to be forward-looking, but he can't. He can't. And every one of these cases, just to bring this back to your point, Alice, every one of these cases is going to bring him and the entire Republican Party with him back 
to relitigating the last eight years and his sordid, dirty criminal history. And he's going to force all of us to relive it and relive it. And off the record, Republicans are telling reporters, we are so sick of this. We so want to be rid of these of this guy and this whole national nightmare. They are ready. Republican leaders are ready to move on. To which I would say to them, okay, then you break with him publicly, and then I will arrange for you to get your after-the-fact Profiles and Courage Award. You stand up to Donald Trump. You want to be rid of him? Then make yourself rid of him. There are precious few Republicans who have been willing to do it. But that's the strategic problem the Republican Party faces, is that it's not just about this Manhattan indictment. It's not just about the campaign finance thing, which will go over people's heads. It's all of the stuff and the way that it's going to keep dragging us back to the horrors of the Trump era era and the horrors of the life that Donald Trump has led. And that is not where the Republican Party wants to be. I'm all, excuse me. I'm almost out of time. I'm literally down to a minute there for more, a minute or less. But there's a bigger, we've talked about legal issues. Can these cases be made? We've talked about the logistics of arresting him and indicting him and how that happens. There is a bigger overarching issue. And let me just get your quick take on this, and maybe at some point we'll talk about it more. Is America ready for a former president to be a criminal? I don't know the answer, but America was not – there's a lot of things that we're not ready for un, until they happen, and then we have to get ready. And you were just talking about tomorrow on your show, you're going to do – I'm fascinated about what you're going to talk about, the adaptations we made to the pandemic. We weren't ready for that. We made ourselves ready. We had to adapt. We weren't ready for a president to be in, impeached. We're having an affair with an intern, and we all lived through that in 1998. Those of us who were old enough to remember. We weren't old enough. We weren't ready for Donald Trump to be impeached twice, and for him to incite an insurrection. So I think the answer is no. But if it happens, then we will adapt. We're going to have to get ready for it because it seems to be coming. Matt, I appreciate your time. I always do a good conversation with you. We will, again, probably, if Trump gets arrested at some point, we'll probably talk again. But thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. i got to move on, but good conversation. I always enjoy talking to you. People can check out your podcast, Beyond Politics, wherever podcasts are available. What's the YouTube channel you like to talk about? Blue Amp Channel. Blue, Blue Amp Channel on YouTube. You can find all the podcasts there, too. Okay, check those out. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, Matt. Appreciate it.